Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today on Talent Talk Tuesdays, I'll be talking about part seven of this 10-part series based on my ebook, 10 Ways Your Talents Can Transform Your Life, and that's free at the website. Last week in episode 37, I talked about achieving greater solidarity with others, that all-for-one and one-for-all attitude that makes us all better together. And today I'll be talking about a seventh way your talents can transform your life by bringing you relational success at a greater level than ever before, even if you're already pretty good at relationships. Tune into this. I'll start again with my ebook, chapter uh, seven. It's really paragraph seven. Okay, so here's what it says. Talent awareness makes you a whiz at bringing joy to the people in your life. You'll notice what boosts their energy, ignites their motivation, and refreshes their spirit. Supporting their authenticity and giving your loved ones and teammates opportunities to shine calls out the very best in them and makes them much happier and blesses your relationships greatly. So let's focus on a few points. Noticing each other more deeply by becoming what I like to call a joy detective. And that means looking out for what gives each person in your life energy and satisfaction, and then calling those parts of them forward and affirming them in those places of joy and satisfaction. And and in that process, receiving the blessing of much greater relational success. People, we are lonely. Let's just admit it, in the midst of crowds, in the midst of marriages and families and teams, in spite of our best efforts. St. Teresa of Calcutta often said that there was a scarcity of love in the world. She said that material poverty was not the worst kind. And, And I'm quoting her here, there is a far greater kind of poverty. It means being unwanted, unloved, and neglected. It means having no one to call your own. Now, some of you may be thinking, this doesn't apply to me. I have people who love me, and I'm very present to my family, and I work very hard for them. (laughs) I have no doubt that's true. Many of you are heroic, self-sacrificing, and extremely generous with the people God has given you to love and serve. But could your relationships be even better? Is there room for more intimacy, greater trust, real psychological safety so everyone can fully be themselves? Is there a surplus of joy? (laughs) Now, I'm not trying to criticize. Believe me, my life is not perfect. Nobody's is. And this is not about whether or not we're failing. This is about greater success than we've ever had before, greater trust, intimacy, and joy. So let's not think about whether we're loving others. We are. Let's think about how we can have a lot more fun, a lot more connection and greater joy than ever before. Because even if you can't figure out how to level up your joy and intimacy with everyone in your life, you can start with one person. Focus on one and start to learn the steps that will help you later on with others. Another quote from Mother Teresa is, if you can't feed a hundred people, then feed just one. Feed just one. But to do that, you first have to become a joy detective, and I'll explain. St. Paul said in Philippians 2, verse 4, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, 
but also to the interests of others. So how can we do this in the realm of talent? First, be very intentional about observing others. Notice what energizes them and brings them joy. I'll refer you to my past episodes on the four domains and their needs. Those are episodes 17 to 21. By understanding the kinds of needs that are woven into you and to others, and this is part of God's design, these needs, you'll get very good at finding ways to meet those needs, which is energizing and makes space for a lot more joy and connection. In fact, meeting the needs in our natural talents often brings new insight, clarity, and purpose to the person whose needs are being met. It's really life-changing, and it's not hard. So um, after the episodes on the needs of the four talent domains, I also did another short series on self-care by domain. So four pieces, those are episodes 22 to 26. These again are based on the four areas of talent identified in the Clifton Strengths Report. That's where I'm you know, pretty expert. And those four domains are executing, strategic thinking, relationship building, and influencing. So once you have observed some things that light you up and light the people you love up, or even the people you work with or people you lead, you can start to listen with new ears, see them with new eyes, and learn to speak into their world in a way that tells them, I see you, I know you, and I value you. It's really not too much to ask for us to just decide to be lifelong learners about each other's unique personalities and needs. Here's just for perspective. God has lavishly poured his beauty, truth, and goodness into the design of our being, like he has in all of creation. So we are called to be lavish with others. If you doubt the lavishness of spirit of God's plan for you personally, Look around all the natural world that you can see. Look at the masterpieces that God paints in the skies every single day, whether we look up or not. His desire to delight us is written into every part of the created world. So let's follow his example. Let's catch the message in all of that beauty, that lavish splendor. Let's love each other lavishly. Let's go beyond our comfort zones. St. Paul says to, in his letter to the Romans 12, verse 10, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. I love that. He wants us tripping over each other, lavishing love and understanding on each other. And as we get to know each other's hearts and minds and imaginations and dreams, let's participate in whatever gives each other joy. I said this last week in my talk on solidarity, and be brave enough to invite them into what gives us joy. Make it a two-way street. Be really generous, but invite. Cross that bridge to each other and inspire each other to harness those capabilities that are unique to us and let those gifts run. Let them become a blessing to the world. St. Paul says in Hebrews 10 verse 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Wow, if we can really affirm each other's design and spark that mission in each other, we can really join in, also inspire each other to get moving in those gifts, but lend a hand with our own gifts, really become uh, a team, collaborate in the ways that we complement each other. And as we understand each other better, all of this draws out wisdom and insight and connection, 
with lavish acceptance and encouragement, you'll start to see the world through each other's eyes more and more, which will help you both ditch unnecessary misunderstandings and resentments. Again, go back and listen to the love stories. Those are episodes six through nine. There is ample evidence that this kind of caring and intentional noticing and affirming of each other's gifts works wonders. And I will always recommend Clifton Strengths as a powerful way to understand each other very rapidly, especially with the guidance of a good coach. And I'll always recommend the wonderful manual for couples, which I think is great for all relationships, frankly. There's some stuff on romantic love in there for sure, but pretty much everything else is great for every relationship. And that one's called Strengths-Based Marriage, and it's by Jimmy Evans and Alan Kelsey. It's packed with powerful and practical ways to come alongside each other. And again, study the episodes on the domains, their inherent needs, and some ideas for enjoyable self-care. And those are selfless self-care ideas, by the way. So you're always inviting others in or inviting the Lord in. It's quite, I just think it's quite beautiful what's possible. And again, those are episodes 17 to 26, the needs and the self-care episodes, okay? And don't forget, the more you know about yourself, the more you'll be able to see on behalf of others. Some examples. A young client of mine was going on a job interview, and as she was heading out the door looking nervous, her mother said, remember you're high in adaptability, so you're great under pressure. And she smiled at her mom and said, that's true. And when they asked her in the interview to say something about herself, she said, I'm great under pressure. And one of her future employers said delightedly, me too. And the rest is history. Yeah, she nailed the interview. And I've talked personally about my husband's high deliberative and analytical talents before and how they help me slow down my activator talent and make much better decisions. But he's also high in something called restorative. He's energized by solving problems. He has used his creative restorative talents to literally restore two homes that we've lived in and made them incredibly beautiful. He also manages our investments and creates beautiful meals and so on. But he finds certain non-creative, repetitive tasks around the house quite tedious. So it gives me joy to do those things that he dislikes. Because it makes him smile, it gives my connectedness a relational boost, which is energizing for me. And along with the idea of collaborating and complementarity, I'd also like to say a little bit about how we can actually enter into each other's worlds. This is so affirming. This is a incredible way to build intimacy and trust. Okay, so it's really powerful. For instance, if your spouse or your roommate or colleague, whoever you're thinking of right now, that person you really want to work things, bring things to a higher level with, okay, say they're high in relational themes, that relational domain, especially empathy and connectedness. Those people are going to love it if you ask them about how they feel about something doesn't have to be about their feelings directly. It can be about how, how do you feel about how that interview went? How do you feel about that movie? They're very heart-centered people, and they'll respond enthusiastically and intelligently to any questions framed through feeling words. That's where they're in their zone of genius. Okay, so if you ask them how they feel about anything, or what's your gut about this, because they're highly intuitive, and then really listen tune in try to understand if you're super logical and they're intuitive 
let your logic go. Just tune into them and try to understand what they're saying and knowing, because they know things through different pathways. And you will make them feel seen and heard and valued in a very new way. Now, I'm high in connectedness, as I mentioned, but I'm not super high in empathy. In fact, the majority of my top 10 talents are in the strategic thinking domain. So while I, I am a pretty emotionally aware person, if you want to delight me or any other strategic thinker, ask me what I think about, and, and literally ask me what I think about something of interest to me. I love to think. It refreshes me to think. Just thinking feels productive to me. And because I'm high in that strategic domain, I love to deep dive into topics of interest to me. And I can talk a blue streak, as you can see, and the time will just fly by. And if the person I'm with simply takes an interest and asks questions and cares about the topic simply because I do, I feel loved. Now for the person high in executing, notice what they do. They're very talented at getting things done. They're task oriented. So that's their place of greatest gifts. Now we're all a mix of all four of these, but some people are much heavier on executing. So notice what they do and thank them for all they accomplish for the household, the team, the community, whatever the context is of your relationship. Notice and thank them for what they do. Show them you're proud of their accomplishments. Ask them to tell you about them. They're going to feel so good that you've noticed. For the influencing domain, oh my goodness, these people are so charismatic. They can be visionary. Get them telling stories about anything of interest to them and be a good audience. Ask questions, lean in, show your appreciation. Really let them be the center of attention. And be ready to be inspired. As, you're starting, as you start to ignite that talent in them, they're going to become inspired and you're going to get to see the best of them come forward. So are you starting to see how simple but intentional this method of connecting and having much better relationships can be? It can take good relationships and really make them great over time, but it requires a little information and a generous heart. And that information might just be by observing each other. What lights you up? What lights them up? Recognizing the relational potential of entering into and validating their world, their joy, and thereby multiplying your own joy a hundredfold. The fruits will be amazing, I promise. Okay, so let's review. One, be a joy detective. Notice what gives each other joy, energy, satisfaction, and do your best to give each other opportunities to shine. Two, participate in each other's joy-giving activities whenever you can. So affirming. And it helps them find their mission, too. Three, find the communication style that works best for affirming them. And four, collaborate and cooperate for a more dynamic and mutually affirming relationship. Notice the balance between your gifts. You're better at this than I am. You know, you help me with this, I'll help you with that. Before you know it, you're quite a team. So for your homework this week, find out something that gives your loved one joy and do everything that you can to validate and enter into that place of understanding the things that give them fulfillment. Simple but challenging. Be brave and ask for heavenly help. <laughs> I'd like to close by offering a prayer. And I've written it, so I'm just going to read it to you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, advocate to me for the people you have placed in my life. Show me the beauty of their hearts, minds, talents, and needs. Help me to focus, as St. Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, on what is true, whatever is noble, whatever is admirable, and not on the little faults that are such a part of our human experience. Lord, show me where I can offer acceptance, encouragement, understanding, and opportunities for my loved ones to shine in their gifts, to find fulfillment and to experience joy. And give me a hunger to be the one who leads with love, understanding myself and my own needs, but always putting others first. And help me to advocate for my own gifts, dreams, and needs so that our relationships are transparent, peaceful, and genuine. Help us both to believe that no matter how incomplete or awkward our efforts to connect and uplift each other might be, that you make all things work to the good of those who love you. You are wonderfully made, my friends. <laughs> Reach out to me anytime. I'm at Lisa at wonderfullymade139.com. I am praying for you, so please pray for me too. God bless you.